At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, y'all. It's Monique. Welcome to the show or welcome back. This is another solo episode of the Brown Vegan Podcast. I know y'all love solo episodes as much as I have grown to love them. I used to be so afraid to do the solo episodes and I would do so many interviews because I was like hiding behind my guests. But these days I am having so much fun with that you know, putting myself out there in this way. And I appreciate you guys so much for all of the incredible feedback that you've been giving me this year as I continue to, you know, put these episodes out. This one's going to be kind of fun. I'm going to talk about the four areas that I would focus on if I was going to start my brand all over again. You know, in those early days, I literally just did a little bit of everything. Like the reason why I have, you know, pretty decent followings on all of my platforms is because I literally was doing this all by myself and just spreading myself thin on multiple platforms. And all it did was leave me bitter and broke. That's how I would describe it because I was spending so much time and effort and my bank account did not reflect all of the energy that I was putting out. And even though I felt like I was making an impact and I was helping people, I was just like, so burnt out. I was so burnt out from being all over the place. And we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about all of the things. So the four areas that I would focus on if I were to start my brand all over again would be YouTube, blogging, a newsletter weekly, and pay products. That's it. I would not be all over the place. I wouldn't make TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and all the other platforms. I haven't thought about Facebook. That wouldn't be the focus. If I had to focus on any of the social media platforms, it would probably be Pinterest because I do recipes and I talk about vegan tips and things like that. That would be the platform. But other than that, I wouldn't focus on any of the social media. I just wouldn't. And the reason why is because, especially I feel like in this day and time when things change so much, Getting back to the basics and staying at the basics for as long as you can is, in my opinion, important. Like a newsletter, a weekly newsletter is never going to go out of style. A YouTube video is never going to go out of style because Google owns YouTube. So the SEO, it'll always be relevant. A blog will never go out of style, even though sometimes people say that blogs are no longer relevant. I totally disagree. If anything, they're even more relevant these days. That'll never go out of style because of SEO. You know, YouTube, in my opinion, won't necessarily go out of style, even though they feel like they they're having an identity crisis over there. In my opinion, right now, they'll never really go out of style because they are owned by Google. So 
they're going to give priority to that. And so, yeah, if I had to start all over again, those would be the areas I would focus on. I would not, you know, drive myself crazy with jumping on all of the trends. That doesn't mean I wouldn't have like a presence on any of the social media platforms. It's just, I just wouldn't spend a million hours worried about all of those things. You know, I would just keep it simple and keep it basic. So in this episode, I want to talk about the current state of each of these platforms that I'm talking about as far as what I would focus on. And I also want to give you some tips on not only how to start, but also how to do this in a way that doesn't burn you out if you decide that you want to focus on any of these areas. So let's go ahead and get into it. It's going to be fun. So YouTube right this second, like on this April 5th, right this second, is like a sore spot for me because I started my channel, I think about 10 years ago. I have over 50,000 subscribers, but I went about three years without really posting on YouTube. Like I was sporadically, you know, once a year or something, post a video, but it was no consistency. So now that I'm working on coming back consistently on there, I am losing subscribers by the truckload. Like last time I checked, I have lost 300 subscribers since I've been back. And it's like, ouch, girl, like maybe your time is over. Maybe you <laughs> maybe you need to go do something else. But I really don't believe that. I think what's happening is because it's been so long since I've produced content on YouTube, people who they no longer need what I'm offering, I feel like, too. Like, that's the main reason that I'm losing subscribers. People may be further along in their journey. Maybe what I'm doing is too simple because for my YouTube channel, for me, it's about attracting people who are not vegan or vegetarians or people who are brand new. So a lot of those people may be further along in their journeys, which is great. I always used to say that I am just the first stop. I never feel like I'm the the last stop in a vegan journey because I help people get okay with the idea of being vegan. That's what my job is. So I don't expect to keep the same audience for years and years because I want you to move on to something else. I want you to move on to being more healthy because what I do is more so for people just, I plant the seed is how I look at it, right? So because of that, I'm not really surprised. Also, my video format is different. Like I've been playing around with this different video styles and just trying to learn and get my get my footing. And because of that, I know that it's probably a turn off for people too, because the videos aren't the same. So I'm definitely going to go back to the basics of me recording my cooking videos with the voiceover, maybe a couple of seconds at the beginning so you can see my face, get into the recipe, get to the family style stuff that people like, the, the one pot meals, the more hearty recipes, vegan product reviews, get back into all of the basics that I used to do that people love so much. And I know that I will be able to get more traction on my channel. But right this second, y'all, losing, losing that many people is just like, it's not the best feeling. But it is what it is. It's a part of the process. And I don't expect people to just be here, like I said, for so long. But the thing that works in favor for me is the fact that I am getting really good about optimizing my videos, learning what keywords I should use, what people are searching for. I use a software called vidIQ to do this. I'll link everything I talk about in this episode in the show notes for you so you can check it out. But I use vidIQ and it's really good because I do keyword research. It gives me suggestions on what's working well in my niche, the vegan niche, what people are searching for. So, so helpful. And another thing to do it too in a free way if you don't want to get a software is you could just go to YouTube and start searching like a word, like a keyword and see what is populated right after that. So for instance, if I search, if I put in vegan 
the next word might be recipes or the next word might be soul food, like the next set of words. So you can actually do it that way for free because it gives you an idea of what people are searching for because they'll pre-populate it for you. And then you can just check out those videos. You can start researching the video styles. You can start researching the titles they're using, the thumbnails they're using. And this is not a way for you to copy. Of course, you don't want to copy, but if you don't have any sense of like, if you don't have a point of reference, it may be harder for you to get started. So being able to look at that would be really helpful. So that's the first tip I have as far as getting started with YouTube. And also I would suggest when you're starting your channel is to use Canva, which I love. Canva is perfect. It'll help you come up with a banner for your YouTube channel for free. You can also use it to make work on your thumbnails. You can use it for your social media images. It's just, it's so robust. There's so many different things that you can do in Canva to help you with your YouTube channel. So definitely check out Canva for that. I think it's also helpful to have you know, like content pillars that you want to show on your YouTube channel. Just like I mentioned for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to the basics. I'm going to do reviews. I'm going to do voiceover cooking videos, figure out kind of what your style is going to be. So that way in the type of content you want to put out and that way it'll be easier for you to figure out what these videos they're going to look like. I know YouTube is scary, especially putting yourself out there. Like I've been doing this on and off for so many years and I still get nervous to be on camera. I still get flustered. I still don't really know what I want to do. But the beauty is of YouTube is that you can always edit out the fluff. You can always edit out the BS and you can keep your content concise and helpful for people. I feel like YouTube is kind of an identity crisis, like I mentioned before, because they're kind of, I feel like they're trying to be like TikTok. I mean, everybody want to be like TikTok because they're trying to push this short form content with their shorts option. They have that where you can make short videos. But I always feel like with YouTube, I don't expect to go to YouTube and find a 30 second video, you know? So make sure that you're concise and you're helpful. And I feel like it'll be great. You know, it takes some time to build up on there, but I'd rather be on YouTube building up than on Instagram where people can't even search your content at this moment. They're not, they're not SEO friendly. And eventually you can make some money from your YouTube videos and Instagram. You just kind of post it and especially when you have no strategy, it's so easy to get burnt out. So if I'm going to put my time into anything, it would be YouTube. So that's the first area that I would focus on if I was restarting my business. So if you've been following me for a while, you already know how much I love green juice. But sometimes I don't feel like picking up the ingredients or I don't feel like cleaning out my juicer. I know y'all can relate. So on those days, I make sure that I grab AG1 from Athletic Greens. Shout out to them for partnering with me for this episode of the show. With one simple scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients and probiotics. It's the perfect way to start your day because it has a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, recovery, focus, energy, all of the things that we care about. And instead of taking a million different pills every day or different supplements, you just have everything you need in one simple scoop. I know you've been seeing AG1 all over the place, so I want to share with you my personal experience and why you should consider purchasing it yourself. My favorite part is the simplicity. I like that all I have to do is when I wake up in the morning, put my scoop in the shaker, put some cold water in there and some ice too, and I just shake it up for 20 seconds and then I just enjoy it that way. As far as the smell, it actually has a sweet smell to me, kind of tropical, and I will also describe that as the taste too. 
It's greens, though, so it's not going to taste like a cinnamon roll in the morning. However, I feel like it has a pretty decent taste to it. When I drink it, it reminds me of pineapple and papaya. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash brownvegan. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash brownvegan to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. As always, I'm going to place the link for this in the show notes as well as the blog post to make it easy for you to click through. The second area that I would focus on is blogging. So before I started my YouTube channel, I used to blog so much and I love blogging. I was just talking to Caitlin, my assistant about this. I was just saying how I really want to get back into just doing more fun blog posts because I just, that's my, those are my roots. I used to always blog and I would just share recipes and reviews and tips and things that were going on. We, I even had like a little family blog back in the day where I would talk about what's going on with my kids. It's so fun. And a lot of times people don't think it's relevant because of social media. But I think that that's your advantage, though. You know, if you're somebody who is just starting your business on your brand, blogging is where it's at. And I'm not saying you have to write a thousand word blog post, but I would recommend like repurposing the things that did well on your Instagram and making blog posts about that, especially if you're somebody who's making recipes. So many people making recipes on Instagram and they're posted in the caption. But the problem is if somebody is looking for you outside of Instagram and you don't have a blog, they can't find it. You want to make it easy for people to not only find you because if they can find you, they can pay you. Also, you want to make it easy so that people can actually digest your recipes in a better way. You know, a blog post is a great place to put your recipes. So if you're not sure what to blog about, just take what's working on your other platforms and repurpose that content on blog posts. For right now, I'm using Squarespace for my blog. I've been using them forever. Back in the day, I did WordPress.com. WordPress.org is the one that you want because it's self-hosting. But I use .com back in the day and then I started using Squarespace because it's so easy. It's so easy. For me, personally, WordPress.org was hard. Like I had issues using that. So I prefer Squarespace. Just great. They have great customer service, a really easy drag and drop type of platform. So yeah, you could definitely do that. Very easy to set up everything if you want to use Squarespace. Another thing I would recommend for blogging is to blog once a week. You know, that's something that I have been doing lately and I'm loving this. All we're doing is just taking the YouTube video that I post and making a blog post out of that. Super easy, super simple to do it that way. Instead of feeling like you have to come up with content every single week, you're already doing that YouTube video. That's like the center of your of your brand. You could take that and make it into a blog post and just basically reiterate everything in the video and have a people basically have a readable version of the video. You know, you could add in additional tips and resources and things like that. So that's what I love to do. I love to blog and that is going to be the center of my brand going forward. And that's what I would do if I had to start all over again, blogging and YouTube. And then the third thing that I would focus on is having a weekly newsletter. 
This is a way, in my opinion, to truly, truly connect with your audience. And that's another thing people probably like, okay, newsletters sound great, but what do I write about? I would recommend that you give people one tip, whatever your industry is. I know a lot of people that listen are vegan, so you can give them a vegan tip. You can post your YouTube video. You can talk about things that are going on in your personal life. I mean, you don't have to tell all your business, but like let people be connected to your content. Share things that you're not sharing on other parts, on other platforms. That's what I feel about the newsletter. Like when I do my newsletter, I try to give something that I'm not giving anywhere else because that'll give the people the incentive to actually connect with you and to connect with your content. So a weekly newsletter is amazing because it's a great way to also sell any products or services that you have coming up. You could promote it in there. Everybody opens their email, right? You're more likely to get in front of people in that way than on Instagram, because unfortunately we know on Facebook, Instagram, you don't necessarily get your content to everybody that's following you. Probably, what is it, like 10, 15%, even if that if it's that high, people actually see what you post, but people will see your email. So I highly recommend that. I use ConvertKit. Back in the day, I used to use MailChimp. MailChimp is cool. ConvertKit is, ugh, I love ConvertKit. So I'll link to them. They're awesome in the show notes for you. And I just send that out. And every Monday, we send out a newsletter and they're able to find out what's going on with me. I talk about products that I am enjoying, tell about workshops that are coming up. I share a vegan tip. Just a great way to share with your audience. And the way that you get people on your list. So if you are very, if you have never had an email list, the way that you get people on your list is by, in my opinion, giving them something for free. So like an opt-in. So for me, I have a vegan starter kit that I give people and they get like 14 pages of information about how to go vegan. I know it's kind of long, but... It's not like overwhelming information. It's just like different sections that I give them tips on how to go vegan. And then that's like they're in, like, basically like an incentive for them to sign up. And then once they get that vegan starter kit, we start to send them emails and let them know what to expect going forward. So you can set this up very easily. You don't have to spend a whole lot of time on a vegan starter kit. Whatever it is that you notice that people are always asking you for would be a great opt-in. That would be a great way to incentive to get people to sign up for your email list. You don't have to give out anything, but I notice that you, I get better results when I do. So that's what I do. And to kind of go back to blogging and having a website, putting a pop-up on your website is helpful too, because you can just have a, like say for instance, somebody's on your website for 60 seconds. You can have a pop-up that says, join my email list and you get this. And people will put their email in, they'll put their name in, and then you can do it that way. And they'll join your email list and get that free offer that you gave them. And then that's another opportunity for you to engage with them on your weekly basis. Don't feel like, of course, you have to do all of this that I'm saying overnight, but I just think that it's so, so important to do a newsletter. Out of everything that I'm talking about today, if you don't do anything, I recommend doing that. Get a newsletter going so that you can connect with your audience and, and cultivate a sense of community with people. The last area that I would focus on if I was starting my business all over again would be more emphasis on pay products and services. I used to have a major, major imposter syndrome. Like I used to be like, oh, I don't know if anybody's going to pay for this. I don't know if I know enough. And I just, I feel like I just wasted so much time and not putting enough energy into enough paid products and services. Don't get me wrong. I used to do a couple of eBooks and I had live workshops that I used to do, but 
there should have definitely been more emphasis in me building my brand myself. Sponsorships are amazing. I'm so thankful for them. But like Sean and I always say, they're like the icing on the cake. I think it's so much more important for you to focus on your own shit. Like you should not rely on brands to pay your bills. Focus on building out your own stuff so that you're able to sustain that way. I think that's so important. And so that's a big part of what, how I look at things these days. I'm like, okay, I have all of these ideas instead of giving them away for free, giving everything away for free. How can I share and help people who can't afford this or people who maybe not be ready to sign up for this? But I also want to have an offering for people who are ready to go to the next level. So that's how I think. And that's should have always been the basis of my brand, but it wasn't. It was always about, okay, what can I give out for free? What can I do to help people? I will give you everything for free instead of feeling like I had to, you know, build this business. Because in my mind, I used to think, well, it's cool because, you know, if it's free, eventually it'll lead to something. And the truth is a lot of times it doesn't. At least in my experience, it didn't. Like I made money, but I didn't make nearly as much money as I could have made if I focused more on my own products and services. So I highly recommend that if you're just getting started or you're thinking about it, make that the center of your brand. You know, make the figure out how you're going to make money and just don't assume it's going to come to you because unfortunately it's not set up like that. It just ain't going to come to you most of the time. You got to take control of the situation yourself. So if you want to have your own products and services, you can do video courses if you want to, meaning like whatever you want to teach, you can do it in video format. You can do it in audio format. You can set up eBooks, services, which is I am loving services lately. I've been doing podcasts and YouTube consultations, like coaching calls. So fun. It's mostly YouTube. I noticed y'all want me to talk about YouTube. So that's what my one-on-one clients have been signing up for that. Love that so much. And that's just a great way to not only figure out what people need in real time and just connecting with them one-on-one, but it's also, I feel like I can see the results of the calls and it's just, it just makes life so much easier and so much fun to like really help somebody one-on-one because in my opinion, a course, a lot of times it depends on the subject matter, but you have to update it. It's not always real time and courses are important, but that one-on-one engagement, that interaction that way is just so, so fun to me. So that's what I've been like focusing on is like, what can I do? to offer more paid opportunities in my brand so that I don't have to rely heavily on sponsorships. I love sponsorships. They're helpful. They're great, but it shouldn't be the end all be all. So yeah, those are the four areas that I would focus on if I was starting my business again, YouTube, blogging, newsletters, and paid products, paid offerings. That would be the four areas that I would focus on. I also want to address how to do all of this without burning out, like how you can repurpose everything that I'm talking about with these four different areas and not feel like you're working a million hours a week. So I feel like that YouTube video should be the basis of all of your content. And so what I mean by that is you could take that YouTube video, post that, of course, on YouTube, then turn that into a blog post. So you'll have your weekly blog post, you'll have your weekly YouTube video. And then you can also... Of course, mention that YouTube video in your newsletter, your weekly newsletter, and give a little bit of extra information that's not included in the video or on the blog post so that people feel like they're getting extra. And that's like an incentive to be on your newsletter. And then finally, 
focusing on paid products, if you have a, a subject that people are asking a lot about. So for instance, say you have a vegan brand and people are always asking you, how do I replace dairy? You can make a whole course over that. You can make a whole video course. You can do an ebook. You can offer one-on-one coaching if you want to. If you want to do a course, I use Teachable for my courses. I love Teachable. They're so easy. And people and students usually have like a really easy experience with them too. I love them. I think another one is called Thinkific. I think that's what it's called, but I like Teachable. That's the one that I use. And when it comes to making ebooks and like sending those out, you can use ConvertKit which I use for my email marketing. You can use that to send your products out. You can use an, a service called Send Out. I used to use them back in the day. They're still around. They're pretty good. And yeah, just figure out how you can do this. And it doesn't have to be something that you you know, spend a million hours on or charge a whole bunch of money for. Just get into the habit of creating things for sale and getting your audience used to paying you for your time. I think that's really important. So Yeah, those are the things that I would do. And when it comes to your paid products, you can use your newsletter to, of course, sell those products and social media, too. But like I said, I'm not even thinking about social media. I'm thinking about the basics, the things that I would do if social media wasn't around. So now that we're at the end and you heard my four things, you're probably like, Monique, you did not say podcasting. (laughs) I sure didn't. And the reason why is because I, okay, y'all already know, I love this podcast. It's so fun. I get to meet so many people that I would never had a way to connect with if it wasn't for the show. But I don't know if I think that this podcast has helped me as far as building my business. So that's why I don't know if I would have chosen that. Maybe I'm wrong. Y'all can debate me. I want y'all to leave a review on the show and let me know what you think or send me a DM on Instagram. But I don't think it has. If anything, this podcast, because this is what I hear the most. Oh, I would have never known who this person is if you didn't have them on your show. Or I'm following this person or I bought from this person because they were on your show. But I don't really feel like it necessarily helped grow my brand or my business. I don't know. I'm just keeping it real. I just don't. But it's so much fun. Like I, if I was starting over again, I don't think it would be included. But now that it's here, I'm so thankful to have it. And I love sharing information, you know, to other people on how they can start their show and grow their podcast. But I don't think I would include that. I know for a fact that I would. I'm not even going to tiptoe around that. I wouldn't because it's important work. I love it. I feel like it is impactful. But I would mostly probably focus on myself and putting myself out there and building the business in that way. And I feel like YouTube is great for that because you get to see my face, you get to see my thoughts and my opinion on things. And now this year I have been focusing more on, you know, doing solo episodes. But up until this point, I really didn't do a whole lot of solo episodes up until this year. So I don't know if that necessarily would have helped my business, but yeah, I I just don't. So yeah, those are the four areas that I would focus on if I was starting again. Those are the tips I have for you and also how to do this in a way that doesn't burn you out. So I hope this was helpful. It was a lot of fun to record it. Thank you so much as always for supporting the show. And I know you haven't heard the ad for AG1. Definitely make sure that you click through because that is a free and easy way to support this show is by checking out the sponsors, even if you don't buy anything. It's still helpful when you guys click through and check them out. So I truly appreciate in advance to everyone who's already done it or to the people who are going to do it after hearing me say this. 
So yes, y'all, if you have some ideas for future solo episodes, let me know. Send me a DM or include them on Apple Podcasts. Like when you review the show, let me know what you want to hear more of. I'll be happy to do more solo episodes because like I said, this is so fun. I'm just, my only regret is I didn't do this sooner, but you know, maybe I wasn't ready and I'm thankful that I'm ready now. So that's all that matters, right? So yeah, have an amazing day. Thank you so, so much for listening and I'll talk to you later. Holla. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.